Mm. 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 Don't know who needs to hear this. If you are in Charlotte, North Carolina right now, please Google two words, beyond and open, because I don't know if it's open and beyond or beyond open. But look up those two words plus CLT, right? So beyond open CLT or open beyond CLT. I don't know. Look that up. Their grant expires next Thursday, right? One week from today. Well, I'm recording on Thursday. Um, and y'all should hear, hear this by Thursday. But please go look up that grant. Um, I applied in round one. It was amazing. It was cool. I will give you some insight. Excuse me. This is why you don't drink something before the podcast. I will give you some insight. You can't be asking these people for money and just like giving them a pity party story. That shit don't work in real life, right? It does work on the internet and fake places and in scamming and scheming places. But um, when you are requesting money from people, especially to this magnitude, you have to show them, you got to treat them like investors, right? Um, This is, grants are like treating people like investors. Like, hey, I'm asking you to donate your money, invest your money into my business. The beauty of it is I don't have to return the money or return you profits per se, but they want you to treat them like that. Stroke their ego. Um, So you have to be able to approach them with that. Hey, if you give me X amount of money or X amount of assets, I will then be able to grow my business as it currently is, and I will be able to put money back into X, Y, and Z. That's the cheat code that I used um, with the first round. So I was able to say, hey, if you give me these cameras, this actual camera, this model, this, this lens, this whatever, if you give me that, then I will be able to do this, which will in turn bring money back into this community, into this city, into this state. That's what I use. I will encourage you to do that. Now, some of y'all, because you do have to be stationed or your business do have to be located in a certain part of Charlotte for these things. Um, and they're underdeveloped or underprivileged locations. I understand that, but they're growing, right? Like Graham Street is on there. For anybody that's not in Charlotte, Graham Street is literally, it runs into the middle of our city. Um, and Graham Street in five years won't be the Graham Street it is right now. But if you are even having a location or you looking at locations in these spots, um, you could definitely reach out to them and get your lease paid for. I will repeat that again. You can get your lease paid for. You can say, hey, if you, you know, my business is growing. If I get this studio, I will be able to transfer my business and give back to the community this way. You know, um, I'll be able to put money back into the community. So I encourage everybody look up to beyond open Charlotte Grant. I think that's what it's called. Um, however, the funny part is too many of y'all went in there last time and just BS'd it and they didn't, they got tired of reading all those applications. So this go round, this round, round two, you do have to be making 30 grand, um, through your business, which shouldn't be that hard to do anyway. Right. Um, so that is the case. I will say last time it was nothing but God that I got that grant and I, but I over delivered. I broke it down. I said why I needed this lens versus that lens. Why did I need this camera versus that camera? Why did I need this microphone versus I I went in that way. Um, and I approached it because I wanted to, in my mind, in my the um the way I've been handling business lately has been I'd rather give you everything and get denied versus give you, you know, a little bit and wonder. Um, so keep that in mind. Also, 
I don't know the photographer, and I don't want to put a name to this. I don't want to put put a name on this, um, because it is kind of um, it's sad. I will say this, please, photographers, please, and ladies, I will be giving y'all a notification and a heads up, um, in about two months. But please, photographers, stop putting your equipment, your cameras, uh, your laptops, anything that could show that you have anything in the car. Stop leaving it in there. Uh, the wolves is out. They hunt early. My wife's favorite line is, you know, people go a little crazy when the sun is is too hot. And she's not lying. Um, it was a photographer in Charlotte last week uh, who showed, I think he left a C-stand and some light stands in there. And somebody broke in his car and he didn't have any equipment like stolen. But it's like they took everything out of his car looking for stuff and they just left it all out there. And I've, I, I felt for him because I heard the anger in his voice. Um, I've had people break in my car. They haven't stolen anything, but I've had people break in. And I just remember you feel so violated by somebody going into your personal space and you don't know what you may or may not have had in your car. So I'm encouraging everybody, man. And ladies, when it gets about October, yo, keep it on you. Keep it on you. Make sure it's legal, but keep it on you. Whatever you take that, however you need to take it. Because people are desperate nowadays. Inflation is up. You know, the joke is, I had a lady. She contacted me for a maternity shoot. She did tell me her husband was a photographer, which was a Excuse me. It was funny. And, um, but she wanted a certain style of a shoot. Um, the reason why I say it was a joke or it was funny is because she, by the end of the call, she told me her husband is like a cell phone photographer, right? He loves to take pictures on his phone. Okay, sis, why you tell me that? Anyway, but she wanted a shoot and she contacted me. I sent her everything and she hit me up last month um, saying that she's she'll let me know when she's ready. I said, OK. And so she hit me up uh, yesterday. and She said, hey, your prices have changed. I said, yes, ma'am. Inflation. I say that to say people are don't know how to deal with inflation. People don't know how to deal with what's going on and people are wilding out. So please be safe. Be careful. Um Rather have it, you know, rather get caught with it than without it. That's a sad world we live in. Um, I am going to be real. I had to jump, jump on a Zoom call. So I've recorded this three times already. And I don't know where I left out off at the last one. So I just started over. Um, anywho, shout out to Nails by Hirsch. Oh, also, before we get to Hirsch, um, if you are looking for grants, I would encourage you to look up Hello Alice. I have not won a grant on there. But they always seem to notify you of grants, not in North Carolina, but just all over the world for small businesses and people of color. So please keep that in mind. And also, um, was not even people. Some of it is people of color, but most of it's minorities. And unfortunately, minorities in this country mean everybody besides white men. I'm gonna just keep it a buck. Um, the white men that are listening are laughing because, and honestly, everybody's laughing because it's the truth, right? Um, one of the grants I was looking at, like you could win if. It was for people of color, anybody a part of the LGBTQ plus community, um, and women. So by the time they got done, um, it was like you literally had to be a white male to not win. You had to be a straight white male. You couldn't win that shit. And um, I was like, God, Lee, man, if I was them, I'd be pissed. Like, imagine that, right? You stole this. Never mind. Um. You know what? Uh, going back to Hirsch. Um, shout out to Hirsch. Nails by Hirsch. Look him up in Charlotte if you ever need to get your nails done. Um, 
he went to the Beyonce concert. Speaking of, let me tell y'all something. I'm going to keep it a buck. This is a sidebar before we get back to Hirsch again. If you have not been to a Beyonce concert or been to this Renaissance tour, if she extend dates, please go. Um, I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all. It's like that. I hate to put be that person. I'm not a part of the Beehive. Um, I don't claim to be a Beehive member. I don't claim to, uh, my favorite Beyonce song is Me, Myself, and I. I'm not going to lie to you. My second favorite um, Beyonce song is probably Speechless. And my third one is probably On The Run. Um, And I like Yes. That should let y'all know what type of person I am with Beyonce. I think I just gave y'all like three songs off of her first album and then the rest, you know. So, but anyway, um, I do respect her. And, and what she does, how she carries herself, I think it's amazing. I think Beyonce and Kendra Lamar are probably my two favorite people on how they handle the internet. And a third third is definitely going to be like J. Cole. But those two. Um, but anyway, back to this Beyonce thing. That concert is 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 that. It's, it's, the way people are bragging about it online, it's like that, for real, for real. Um, just the looks of it. Mind you, I only knew two songs off the new album and I went and I was blown away. I was like just the whole setup, just the whole look of it. If you're a creative person, I encourage you to go um, just because you will be inspired by that shit. Like it is amazing. Um, And I will say this. If this ain't her last tour, her next one is definitely her last tour Um, in her prime. And when I say prime, you understand, but I think after that you might later in life, you might get a legacy legacy tour. Um, this is a lot. And this girl been doing, I think she said something crazy like, oh, thank y'all for allowing me to do this for the last 25 years. And I was like, golly, like Beyonce's been that chick since I was a kid. And I remember her as a child, like being the quiet one out the group, um, who just smiled the whole time. Right. They used to let Michelle and Kelly like do a good little bit of talking beyond, but you know, Beyonce was always that star. Um, but super dope. But anyway, me and Hirsch back to Hirsch. Um, shout out to Nails by Hirsch. He um he came in, we was doing a session, we was having a great conversation. And so I was asking him about how he landed in Charlotte, right? And Hirsch said, you know, I used to do nails at the beach um in Wilmington, and it was cool, and I became that guy. I was the guy who could do nails. And everybody came to me. I stayed busy, I was making money. Um, I was the it person for nails in my city. And I left it all and I started over. And I and it stuck with me because I asked him, I'm like, why? You know? Um, and he said, when you become the best in your field or you become one of the top people in your field in your city, it is time to move on and start over. Because you won't grow anymore. And when he said that, it stuck to me so much. And it's been in my brain for the last four days because he told me this a couple days ago and I was like, yo, I got a pot about this, about like how we have as entrepreneurs have to figure out a way to surround ourselves by better entrepreneurs. Yo, who inspires you? Who makes you get better? Who makes you say, hey, I need to go research. Who makes you say, hey, let me figure out this. Who makes you say, yo, I am stagnant as hell. Even though people, when they see me, they come up and shout me out. When people come up, they pat me on the back. When people tell come up, they say, yo, thank you. That's cool and all, but why are you stuck? Why are you not growing? Why are you, like, who is around you to make you go, yo, I got to get better. Let me get back in the lab. You know, I've been taking pictures since I was 19. 
and it was cool. It's been fun. Um, my first six, seven years, I was terrible. So 15 years. Let's let's break up these 15 years appropriately instead of me lying to y'all. Um, these 15 years of taking pictures. Um, the last six, uh, 2018. The last since 2018. So the last five. Um, I have not grown. I've known that. I knew. I I know that. Um, I've gotten better. I've improved my equipment. But as far as like growing, growing or really being inspired to grow, it's been limited, if not none. Um, and in the first six, I would say I was trash because I didn't I didn't care to grow. I, nobody was I could go at photography at my own pace. I was kind of just shooting just because I like something and I wanted something to look pretty. I wanted to take a pretty picture, if that made sense. Um, but that four year sandwich in between my account, my purpose in photography grew so much because I was doing everything I can to get better. I was reaching out to the person who I knew had no business shooting with me and asking them, um, you know, shout out to one of my favorite models, Sloan, the homie, um, Sloan looked at me. She said, yo, if you allow me to, I will tell you everything that you suck at every time we shoot so you can get better at for the next time. She said, but I won't do it if it's going to hurt your feelings. I said, no, hurt my feelings. And she helped me. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Lindsay. Um, same thing. I used to love working with models who I knew I had no business working with. So when they left me on red, I understood why. But I understood why they came back and circled back, right? Um, but they were able to help. I was able to carry bags for other photographers and, and see and understand. I was able to watch. I was watching YouTube videos. I was buying shit I ain't have no business doing. Um, I loved, love telling photographers, if you want to get better at studio photography, photography, excuse me, set aside $500 and blow it in studio fees. Set aside a thousand, blow it in studio fees because when you get in there, you will find out a way to get better. I don't like the whole, oh, let me grab a mannequin and let me shoot it. That sounds cute. No, get somebody else. Waste their time. See how bad you feel after wasting somebody else's time. Book a model, right? Waste their time and really dig deep. So, you know, listening to Hirsch and understanding this logic of, yo, I have to surround myself with better entrepreneurs. I'm encouraging everybody to look and say, I got to get better. Or if not, you're going to be like one of these old ass photographers out here who got retired too soon. Right. And some of that ain't really because they got better. Some of that is because they did not want to transition to the next best thing. Um, Speaking of this, it's funny because I remember um, I'm looking at the new landscape of photography on Facebook and on social media. And I, I look at this soft ass playground. I know we talked about that last week and I'm going to touch on it a little bit. I'm also going to start doing these little mini episodes more often, but Facebook has been interesting because um, it's a soft playground sidebar. I don't know if anybody noticed, but the beginner beginner photography podcast, they, they removed their whole self off of Facebook and started their own community on their own website. I ain't going over there cause I ain't got time to be jumping around but I thought that was super interesting. I don't know why. Why well, I kind of think I have an idea why, um, but I don't want to speculate. Actually, I am. I think it's because they understand the rules on Facebook, don't allow them to be whatever, and it's easy to manage people and get people in a funnel on their own website. So I'm not mad at it. As an owner of a Facebook group that hasn't been growing because I haven't put in the time and effort with it, it's a lot. It's another full-time job. This stuff right here, this podcast, this um managing of Facebook groups. This stuff is hard work. It is a side job, but y'all didn't want to hear about that. Um, you know, when I look at photography and I look at these groups and these soft ass playgrounds, it, it reminds me about 
the time, um, you know, I'm, I'm in Black Photographers of, of America and they're in there and they're sending out group rules again. Um, and it's getting weird because people are allowed to put out shit and we're not allowed to say a shit because you're bullying. Well, who are you? Well, you asked me for criticism. And now they're giving, I love it because now they're giving out rules of, yo, how do you let people know their work is shit? <laughs> how do I let you know that your work sucks? Because telling you, hey, this is trash isn't good. Me telling you, hey, I don't know why you're pulling your highlights down and pulling your shadows up and you're getting this weird ass grainy look. You know, it looks like you added noise to a photo, right? Why is your model's eyes pink? Because you messing with sliders. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not even allowed to tell people that shit is shit anymore. And it's fine for me because I get on now, I just laugh. Right? Um, But I I, I go back to the time of the transition stuff, right? Um, And I think this kind of started with, and I'm going to get back to those photographers. I think it got um, a girl who cussed me out uh, a couple months ago because she was posting AI and I was laughing. And I said, yo, you keep posting this and you're a quote unquote photographer. She's not. She's a chick who picked up a camera. That's what I'm about to get to. Um, And. for you know, I looked at the A.I. thing and I I realized I said, yo, here we go. This is happening. It's happening to me. Somebody has been doing this for 15 years. It's happening to me. Um, Photography has become such a soft playground because we have allowed the brand to be cheapened. The dope has been stepped on. It's officially here, folks. I want to let everybody know the dope has officially been stepped on. And I'm, you know, you know, when your your young cousins start playing you rappers and you like, damn, I don't know how the hell we got here. And then you remember when you was listening to Lil Wayne and, you know, now we understand that Lil Wayne was a great he's a great rapper. He's the top five rapper of all time. Or you like Andre Three Stacks and you realize like, oh, my goodness, our parents used to say, what the hell is this? We that's where I am right now with photography. So when I was 16, um, I got my first camera. It was a Canon. It was a Sony Cybershot, right? Um, and it was this small $109 camera. And I remember I worked my ass off to get that camera. And I remember uh, that summer we go to Florida to do fa- big family pictures. And this guy's been taking our family pictures before I was born. And I told him, hey, I got a camera. And I remember he thumbed his nose up at me. And I was like, whatever. And I was like, yo, why is this old ass nigga upset? Like, this is weird to me. But I I, I didn't care. It didn't matter. But I was just like, yo, all right, whatever, bro. And I kept it moving, right? And then I just remember um, that summer, um, excuse me, when we got our pictures back, my grandparents told me, they said, yeah, um, we told him you have an interest in photography. And I was like, yeah, but he kind of just was weird. Like, uh. and then as I got older, so I turned 19, I get a real camera. And I think they told him again, like, you know, I think I got the Canon 7D, the Mark one, right? 7D, not 70, but 7D. And they told him, they said, uh, they told him about what was going on. And he said, yeah, uh, it just so happened at that point, he was closing out his photography studio. That man refused to get a DSLR. He refused to go outside and shoot. The landscape had changed so much that he refused to play ball. And I think we're getting there now where if you refuse to play ball, um, you're going to get shamed. 
You know, he wanted to be a film photographer in an age where, hey, uh, I can literally take your pictures in an hour. You can have it printed off at CVS. Right now it's, hey, I can take five minutes and create a photo. But he refused to play ball. And so I get the side of, yo, you better learn to play. You better learn to do it because it's here to stay. Cool, cool, cool. But then I look at the dope and I'm like, this shit is stepped on so bad. I love Sony to death. I love what Sony did for the photography community. But some days I wonder if they uh, understood what they created. Mirrorless introduced so many. I'm not really a photographer, but I'm here to benefit on photography type folks. Mirrorless allow people to say, yo, I can look at the camera. I don't even have to understand ISO, shutter speed, and uh, f-stop anymore. I don't understand. I don't need to understand how three how those three things work together. I don't. Why? Because I can literally look through my camera, see if it looks good or not, and take it. And if it looks like shit, I could make adjustments. I could turn a little knob. Don't really have to understand, right? And then if it looks good, snap, boom, done. And what ends up happening is we got what we got. We got people here who don't understand how their camera works. We have people who, um, we have videographers who go and promote that they could take a picture and they don't know how the camera works. We got photographers who will just start doing video and they only shoot for Instagram because they don't give a damn about how videography works. That's where we at. Now we have AI where you have a lot of people promoting that they do you know digital backdrops was hot last summer they not here no more they are but they look so bad now it looks but if we could change the narrative so much that people that the world gets accepted it accepts this then it will become the norm you know instagram helped create this new world that we're in um it's funny enough because i said two weeks two or three weeks ago I'm on the last pod, I, um, and we're gonna about to touch on the last pod. But um, I talked about how I knew a brother who liked the AI page, and he be in the comments drooling over this AI girl. And it just so happened that page just dropped last week. Like people are now promoting it, and I'm like, yo, this is the page I've been talking about. This page is hilarious. That's where we at. Um, speaking of last pod, shout out to everybody that reached out. Shout out to everybody that um, showed love. Shout out to everybody that um, shared their stories with me. Shout out to everybody showing me sponsors and, and connecting me with sponsors who shared their grievances last pod. You know, I, I took a minute um, from last pod. It's still, it's the second, it's the second listen to pod um, of all time. And I imagine in the next couple of weeks, it will grow some more, but um you know, last pod was interesting because I wanted to make sure I didn't come off as an angry black man fighting a, a black woman. And I had this moment of the day I wanted to record, I couldn't because I just had too much going on. And then um, afterwards, I considered taking it down. And I think the only reason why I didn't was only reason why I didn't was um, I got a DM from somebody from a, a Fensta account. And they detailed um, how they met, how they met her. They detailed um, how they were treated by her. They detailed some things that I probably shouldn't know. Um, they detailed things of, um, 
they detail things about how people money is being taken and they don't even know what it's being used for. Let me leave it at that. As a person who worked in luxury hotels and hospitality, let me share something. If I put on an event, um, I go in, I tour, I sign my contract, and I sign my contract, and I have a certain amount of days to get the money in. If I don't get the money in, my date isn't held anymore. Don't ever give your money to anybody who says, hey, I want, um, I need your money so I can go view the space and hand them a check right there. So many things happens. Um, you, you never give your money to somebody who needs your money to make something happen. That's, that's, that's interesting to me. And hospitality is, it's not uncommon for somebody to say, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you can get it to me in the next three to five days. You can get it to me in the next 10 days. Long as we know we're gonna have it by this day, we're good. You do have a deadline. Um, it's super rare that it's like, hey, you see it right now, I need your money right now, or whatever. Now, if somebody comes in the next few days and say, Hey, it is your date is held for so many days, and they will reach out and say, Hey, you know, I know you signed a contract, I know that we had an agreement, a handshake agreement. What's up? Because think about it. You you pass over all your money, and what if this person looks and says, Yo, never mind. I'm not booking this space. I'm going to find something cheaper. You don't know. (laughs) I just want people to think about that. I want people to think about what happens when your sponsors pull out. Um, Shout out to the people that shared out to me like, hey, you know, she DM'd me and said, hey, don't don't fuck with you months ago. Interesting. Um. And shout out to the black women that that went to her aid, who and when I say went to her aid was in my DMs. Um, shout out to the people that still send me screenshots, even though I don't ask for them. About hey, you know you ain't the only person who said this to her, but you was the only person that got called out. Um, shout out to all the people that reached out to me and said, um, excuse me. Shout out to all the people that reached out and said, yo, why? Why is uh, you questioning why somebody is crying online an issue? But her saying, oh, I did this because this art isn't an issue. Clowns will be clowns. Oh, yeah, that was made into a reel as well. But clowns will be clowns. I would say that. Um, The most disappointing thing about the last two weeks was the amount of black men that was ready just to simp their way into acceptance. I personally don't talk about nobody's looks online unless they're talking about me. Um, just because I don't care. Like you don't whether you're pretty or not, don't bother me. Um, and it is what it is. I, I just really I honestly don't give a damn. But the amount of men that was DMing me and talking crazy about my looks, and it's like, bro, you know you ain't getting no closer to this woman. Like, oh, you thought that was cool. You thought that was player, you thought that was dope right there. All right, cool bet. Now I get to go through your profile and talk. And trust me, you're going to look worse than I do by the time I get done with you. I thought that was super interesting. Um, Let me see. Anything else I wanted to talk about? Soft-ass playground. Um, also, I'm a, I was going to say this. On the last, the last recording of this, I had an interesting conversation about um, 
elite photographers. And I don't even know how I transitioned into that. I think we were talking about surrounding yourself with better photographers. And I, you know, I had this interesting idea of the best photographers in our industry find the best mix between being creative. Oh, I was talking about me not growing. Um, you know, I think I haven't grown in the last five years because um I haven't found the best mix between being creative and making money. And the best the best photographers in our industry find a mix of that. And it 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 becomes beautiful. It's a beautiful mix. That's your photos by Reem. That is your Angela Perez. That is your Dana Cole. Dana, I still love you. Um, that is your J. Cole. That is your um Manny Ortiz. Um, that is your Prince Mason. Those are those people. They find a unique way to say, yo, let me be creative, but let me make money at the same time. Um, and they become experts in our field. The rest of everybody else, not, and I'm not saying it's not anybody else. I just, honestly, I got a kid, so I ain't got time to follow y'all or follow up on y'all. So I have to, if it don't come across my desk, it's really hard to keep up. Um, oh, but your super, like the people like that, we know, we know like the, the elites, the, you know, the ones who are way up there and shout out to y'all who really love Sue Bird. Some of y'all are in love with that woman. Cool. And Liz, Lindsay Adler, y'all in love with her as well. Cool. I think it's dope. I think their work is dope. So I'm not here to bash it. Their work is actually stunning, but some of y'all like creepily like in love with them. I had a, I had a woman one time she came up, she almost was drooling when she was telling me about Lindsay. I was like, God dang, sis, it's okay. She ain't here. Like, you know what I'm saying? You ain't never met her, but that's, you know, that's dope though. But anyway, I say that I'm not talking about the 1%. I'm really talking about like the 10%, the people that if you DM right now, it's a great chance they may answer. They may not, but it's a greater chance they may answers, may answers versus uh, Ann Lebowitz or whatever her name is, right? Um, those people find a unique way to be creative and make money. And I think, uh, you know, that creative part of it is, you know, when I was creating Super Cool, it's because I had another job. This is why I don't fault people that have a full-time job and they do photography part-time. Um, I actually pat them on the back and I say, yo, that's dope. Because when I when it was happening for me, I was able to turn down gigs and say, no, nah, I want to do this. No, nah, I need to find a model for this. No, I was collabing more. Um, and I was doing a lot of things that I was like, yo, this is super dope. I'm so glad I get this opportunity to do. And I was grateful for it. And then as I got older, right, um, and I started and I got fired. <laughs> I was able to move into this thing of like, no, nah, I got to accept all the gigs because I need money. Right. And I kind of got stuck there. So it was like one of those weird situations where it's like, damn, now I'm shooting kids. Damn, now I'm shooting events. Man, why am I here right now? When I get done, I have to go take pictures at an apartment in Raleigh. It's super dope, dope and it's easy money and it's actually kind of fun. But that's not the point. The point is. Um, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have been doing that, but I'm glad to do it. I'm glad to get paid to be on the road every day. So I'm thankful. I sound like Stephen A when he used to bitch and complain that he was working too much during the NBA finals. And it was just like, damn, bro, I wish I could cover basketball all day and get paid millions for it. Um, oh, also, if y'all haven't looked it up yet, y'all need to go on Nikon and look up, um, look up the Nikon store in China. I don't know where is that in China, but if you look it up, that store looks ridiculous. 
It is so beautiful. Almost makes me want to go get a Nikon, but they don't make good products like that. That might be a little shady, and I didn't mean to do that. Um, but yeah, super dope. Um, last thing before we get out of here. Mm. I told myself this would be 15 minutes. Last thing before we get out of here. This is my every every week I'm gonna give a a, a tip to become a better photographer. And it won't be, oh, get this gear, get this. No, no, no. I want this practical. My grandmother used to have a beautiful saying back in the day that I had no idea what she meant. She said, yo, some people will sell their soul to the devil for riches of this world. And I just thought, like, what does that mean? Somebody come to you with horns and reds and a pitchfork at night and say, yo, I'm going to make you famous, but you got to give me your soul. I didn't I didn't like that's literally what the hell I thought she meant. I really thought, like the devil, even though the Bible describes him as a beautiful creature, I think the most beautiful, like something like that. I knew he was a master of music. And I know some of y'all that ain't religious, it's like, yo, 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 you got to relax. But anyway, um, that's not, the, I think they always try to make, to me, I don't know if y'all seen the new Beauty and the Beast, like the real one. Um, If if that asshole was red, that's what uh, I imagine as a kid the devil was supposed to look like, right? But, um. My grandma used to always say that people would sell their soul to the devil for the riches of this world. And I never got that line until now. I mean, every day um, I understand it. So my tip to all the photographers out there is stop working with models and clients and stop surrounding yourself with other creatives. That's that's the line. Stop surrounding yourself with other creatives who are willing to do anything for fame. Stop surrounding yourself with other creatives who are willing to do anything for fame. Whether they will lie, they will steal, they will um uh, they will do, they will violate people, they will manipulate, they will pander, they will do whatever it takes to seem like they're getting one step ahead. Distance yourself from them. If you see me not hanging around certain people anymore or not, um other creatives, you see me not really connecting with them as much. It's because something on their page, something about their energy, something about them allowed me to realize like, oh shit, this motherfucker would do anything to get popping. Right? Put themselves in dangerous, situ- dangerous situations. Put themselves where they can be assaulted. Put themselves in situations where they will be, um, they go into situations hoping to be the vac- victim. Because a good victim story will always give you like a good 30 seconds of fame, not even 15 seconds. It'll give you a good 30. Um, and they, and then once they get there, they have to figure out a way like, all right, how do I sustain this or grow bigger? I've seen people act like they fake got married to be, to look famous. And that shit's sad, yo. Um, and there it goes. So somebody's saying, what does fame, fame looks like in different areas? So, yeah, some people want to be famous in a small town. Some people want to be famous in their city. Some people want to be famous in their state. And some people want to be able to walk in a room and never have to introduce themselves again. And them people who want to be able to walk into a room and never have to introduce themselves again, they're willing to do whatever it takes. Distance yourself around them before you get caught up in their web. I've It is becoming sickening. Um, my favorite line from Vince Staples is, they paying you niggas in attention nowadays. Sorry if you got your kids in the car and the N-word, you know, whatever. Yo, they are paying us in attention. They give you likes. 
because they know good and well that the next video that they don't give you likes on, you're going to create 10 more videos to get more likes. They know the next picture where you don't, where you got a hundred likes on or a hundred, um, you know, comments on the next one, when they only get let 10 get through, they know you're going to create 15 more pictures to post to see what happens. It's the reason why they give you insights. So when they play with the insights, cause you don't know, you just know what they're giving you. They know that once you get that, you're going to have to work even harder to keep it up. So keep that in mind, you know. Um, and there's some people who are willing to do anything. They will lie. They will create scenarios in their head and make you look crazy. One of my favorite lines is I had a photographer write about me at 2 o'clock in the morning, had not spoken to this photographer in a year. And decided just to go in on me. And I was just like. And it was about something he made up. So keep that in mind. Keep your head up high. Um, and stop. Hey. For y'all that's collaborating. Stop allowing these models to get digitals out of y'all. <laughs> models. We don't want to collab with y'all for digitals. Ever. 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 Please keep that in mind. And with that. I'm going to holler at y'all next time. <laughs>